Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back again, everyone, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and here is my co-host. <laughs> and she is going to introduce our guest today. And so I'll turn it over to her. Uh, we Today we have Cosette Remund, and she is the um, owner of Freeland Secrets. Free... Freeland Secrets. Yep, yep. So what's your first question for? Uh, what is Freeland Secrets? Ooh, great question, Emery. So Freeland Secrets is a company I started uh, after building my own successful freelance career um, and all the things that I learned about running a business and being a freelancer and not losing your brain in the process. <laughs> Yes. Or sacrificing your family and your kids' time. So <laughs> perfect. Did that answer your question? Um, I I think so, yeah. Do you know what a freelancer is? Um someone that what what do you mean? <laughs> well, someone what? who freelances, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what a freelancer is for anybody who's wanting to learn more and especially for kids, because we want kids to be welcome here on this channel as well. So definitely yeah. fill us in on that. So freelancer is a type of career that I I kind of consider it like entry-level entrepreneurship um, because you're still providing services. So you're working for someone, but you're like choosing your clients and you're setting your rules and your boundaries and your offers and things like that. So you get to pick what you sell, um, but you don't have to go buy it and manufacture it like you would if you were selling towels or shoes or something like that. Got it. So it's more of a service-based, not a products-based. Exactly. Creating that. Exactly. And not to be confused with, because I've run into this a couple of times, um, I've run into some coaches who consider themselves service-based providers, um, which is, I would say, slightly incorrect. I would say they're education-based providers. Mm -hmm. Um. So like education providers versus a service. So a service is like when you you go and you perform work for someone. So if you go mow someone's lawn, that's a service provider. Right? Okay. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. you you focus primarily on the education then? So a freelancer is is focused on the service. Okay. So like uh typically it's something online. So like building a website or creating videos or managing social media or things like that. Okay. So you're basically a contractor. So you're not an employee. Exactly. And you work for somebody to create their website or their blog post or whatever it is that. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Book, bookkeepers, accountants tend to be, they, they can start as freelancers and then typically it would grow into an agency or a firm or something like that. Okay. So see, I learned something new too, because I was getting that confused too, as I was thinking of freelancers, more of the educational mm. base, not so much the mm. service. So cool. Okay. Well, um, 
So how, let's start with how did you even get into that? Where, where did this passion come from for freelancing? So, um, I, let's see, this was 2020. So like right before COVID shutdowns, um, I had been working as a online language tutor primarily for kids, had a lot of fun. It was great, but sometimes the hours were not so great with my kids. So I was like, no, go find something that I can work better hours. And ended up getting a job working for a digital marketing company. So I was like a coach, essentially a consultant. I was teaching other people how to do marketing um, and got really good at it. But then it kind of became, we had a lot of coaches and consultants and, and uh, those types of educational based people we were working with. And it got to a point where I kind of was like, how do we make this easier for them to succeed than fail? Most businesses, the majority of businesses, I think it's like within five years, one out of 10 will still be in, still be functioning and, um, and successful. And so I was like, how do we make it easier for people to succeed and not run into this like wall of like no money, no revenue, barely making ends meet, like business not working. Cause it's frustrating, especially for parents where you're like providing for a family or you're trying to get out of a soul sucking job and have more time and flexibility and like play with your kiddos, you know? And so I kind of, I left that company and was like, I want to go explore how to make it more successful. And, um, I did everything like just coaching in general. Like, is it a mindset problem? Is it like, do we just have all these limiting beliefs problem? And I got certified in, in NLP as a master practitioner and then started working with people. I'm like, but there's still something there. Like, yes, mindset. And also like still something there. Um, and ended up just like, I like accidentally ended up in freelance services because it was like, maybe they just need to be more organized and they live, need better project management systems. So I was like, I'll go set it up for them and see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I literally like never had any experience before sold someone on um, building their project management system in monday.com. If you're familiar with that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I set it up. It was a great you know, it was great learning experience. My client had a great experience. Like I, it was one of those, like, I'm good enough with tech. I'll figure it out kind of things. <laughs> and uh, it, it turned out to be a really great experience. And I learned a lot about it, but it was like, you know, it, it was kind of this, like, maybe that's not quite it. And so I just kind of like jumped around. I was like, well, I'll go copywriting. And like, I tried all these different services. And it was funny because it's like, I made six figures doing it like <laughs> completely by accident. <laughs> and like, then I kept running into people who are other freelancers, you know, like social media managers or virtual assistants or any of those things. And they were just like, I'm just trying to hit my first 10 K. And I like stopped and actually looked at what I had done and was like, I've done it. Like this <laughs> thing that they're looking for these consistent 10 K months. Like I did that completely by accident. And just because I was trying to figure out what made it easier to succeed than fail. And so then it was like, what if I actually tried? (laughs) (laughs) What if I like actually said, this is a service I provide and like offered it to people and like scaled it and delegated to other people and like built an actual business out of it. And anyways, did, and it's been fabulous. I can't tell you how amazing it is to have someone else do work and then you get paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah so it it was kind of this like accidental entrepreneur thing um where I was really pursuing something else and then kind of came back to like I I remember 
my husband quit his job at one point. He, it was super frustrating full-time job for him. And we kind of got to this point where I was like, well, wait a second. Like I'm making enough that we could actually do this. Like you could quit. You could come home. We could figure out what you want to do. And I just remember like the, the couple months where just, he didn't have a job. And I was like, I wasn't growing my business. I was just maintaining. I was like, we both, like I worked like 15 to 20 hours a week. He would like do projects around the house. It was like, this is so like free, like freedom and flexibility. Like, and our family, we noticed too, like with our kids, they were more chill. They like were happier. They were just like enjoying being with us. Yeah. And I was like, like this, this is good. Like we like this. <laughs> so my husband now does freelance work because, you know, he wanted to do something too. So he now does freelance work. And um, yeah. Well, that's incredible. So what would you say was like the, the secret gift of yours that made that just instinctively happen where it was by accident? Like what, why was that so easy? Cause that's definitely a very unique thing to have that just by happen by accident. Um, I mean, I would say like, I looked at it and I I've tried to start multiple businesses before and they all have flopped. And I think one thing that I have noticed that makes a huge difference is like the expectation when you come to it. So for example, the previous businesses I had started, you know, I tried to be a life coach and I tried to do a whole bunch of other things. And it was this, like this energy around, like, I need to make this happen because my family needs the money. Mm -hmm. And that creates a lot of stress and a lot of what I call emotional reactivity. Now, like I, I kind of got to this point where I realized I'm like, dude, I'm like a dog. <laughs> seeing a garbage can for the first time, like, <laughs> you know, like that emotionally reactive, like dog barking at the window, freaking out kind of thing. And I realized that I'm like, entrepreneurs do this all the time. We'll, we'll go at it with some sort of expectation of, I need to be bringing in this money. Otherwise like panic, I can't mm -hmm. support my family. It's not going to be good. I'm not a good person, whatever the crap we're making out of it. And we become these emotionally reactive animals essentially. And that's not a good place for making actual good decisions. Yeah. And for me, I think the difference the second time where it almost became accidental was my focus was not on the money. My focus was on something completely different. It was just like, I'm curious and I'm like playful about this. Like it doesn't, I don't, I didn't even have a website. Like I made it so easy that it was just like, I'm just curious. I'm just going to go pick up a random client here and I'm going to go see what this looks like. And like, it was a very like explorative, curious energy where I just wanted to know something. And I'm like, from that, it was so much easier. And I also realized I was much less reactive yeah. because I wasn't, it wasn't about needing the money and stressing about, are we going to be able to eat food this week? You know? And so I think that was also, it was a really great place to be in as well for the family. You know how kids will pick up on that emotional energy. Uh -huh. <laughs> <No> <laughs> really. That that playful, curious place was also really good for the family, like just the family as a whole versus me coming at it with a stressful, like this has to happen. I mm -hmm. need to make it happen. If I'm not making money, then it's bad thing, you know. Yeah. issues with money sometimes. <laughs> yes, definitely. So what would you say then going even further back, mm -hmm. what was the thing that your parents did that enabled you to be at that place in your life, the person that you are today? Because we really want to understand like 
people like you and those who rise above their circumstances and create good in this world and abundance, mm-hmm. they come from something and it's not always perfect. So what's what would you say is the unique traditions or the unique things that your parents did that helped you be that person today? I mean, I would say that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I would say a couple of things. So one, like my dad was an entrepreneur. He was a fintech entrepreneur before being a fintech entrepreneur was the thing to do. (laughs) And, you know, I watched his journey a lot. It's not like I knew everything, but like he did, I did go to some business events with him. I remember some of them. I remember going to one when I was like 12 years old. That was, it was about crucial conversations. I don't know if you've seen the book or they, I guess they now have a course, but, um, which to be honest with you, crucial conversations is the foundation of pretty much all life coaching. (laughs) Just so you know. So, um, I, I was like 12 and so I, like I attended, I was aware of some of these things from a young age because of my dad. Um, and I also saw like the downside. I saw the downside of entrepreneurship. Like my dad was always stressed out. He worked 60 hour weeks. He like never attended any of our stuff. And he was always just like stressed out about the money. And he was stressed about a lot of things. And so it was one of those, like, yes, I saw the good side of it. I saw, I was introduced to a lot of these concepts. And I also was aware that like, I don't want that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't want to be the person who's working 60 hours a week and can never attend my kid's stuff. Yeah. Who like, you know, we, I don't remember very often going on family vacations because my dad was always working. Or if we did, I remember him frustrated because his boss clients, people were like, this needs to be done right now, even though you're on vacation. Yeah. And I remember just like watching that and being like, no, like that, yeah. that's, I don't want that for me or my family. And so I think to some extent, like it kind of gave me that drive for like, I want to do like be my own boss and like kind of set my own rules and have boundaries around my time and not just be people pleasing people, (laughs) you know, like it was like, there's gotta be a way to be successful without people pleasing everybody around you. And to also do it in a way that is honestly easier, (laughs) you know, like I think, I think to some extent because of the world that we live in now, it is easier to build a business on your terms and not, being this bending over backwards, always working type of thing. So, I mean, I hope that answers your question, but I think it was this introduction to entrepreneurship and seeing both sides of it and being able to choose, like, there's gotta be some, I, you know, at the time I didn't know what it was. I didn't have someone to model it for me. It's not like we we're like, Hey, I had like the best experience ever. My dad was awesome. You know, he went, he is awesome, but it wasn't exactly the experience of like, I just knew that's not what I wanted. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that's really valuable, honestly, because as parents, so often when the negative comes in or when we feel like we can't fulfill everything that we want to fulfill to the maximum of its ability, we're like, dang it, we're going to ruin our kids. We're going to mess yeah. something up and they're not going to, but it's always, always going to be them learning from our experiences. So it mm-hmm. still was a foundation to help you get to where you are. So mm-hmm. now that's perfect. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's the opposition, right? Like if you don't know, you know, I imagine if I had been raised in an environment where it would have been like, he had all the time off and it was super easy and all that kind of stuff. Like I may not have even been as driven to figure it out. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those like pros and cons to everything. And we like, can't expect ourselves to be perfect either. Like 
that's one of the things I like, I try and focus and emphasize with my kids is like, I'm learning and I'm human and I'm going to mess you up. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is, but I can promise that I love you. So like, and I try and make a point of like telling my kids too, I don't like how this is going or I'm feeling super stressed with this and I'm not sure what the answer is, but by all means go figure it out. (laughs) Find the solution. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that approach. And that leads us right to what is like your main focus right now as a mom and entrepreneur and the things that you've experienced, like what do you hope to hand down to your kids above anything else? Mm, That's a good question. So right now I would say my focus is on like letting things be easy, Mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of it too is like for me, allowing it to be easy for me um, and not resisting so much you know? And also with my kids, like teaching them that sometimes, sometimes what makes it hard and what makes it struggling is simply just our own resistance. Yeah. You know? And then like, sometimes if we just kind of let things go and chill, like we obviously need our boundaries, but that energy of just like not needing to make it happen. Yeah. Definitely. Uh Uh-huh. And that's really hard to do because we live in a society where busy, even if we are like consciously aware that mm-hmm. we're not wanting to go after busy, we're not, we're still like in that momentum of, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm taking a break here. What can I do over here? How can I use my time better? And yada, yada, yada. And it's yeah. so hard to yeah. dial down and be like, let it be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, completely. I mean, it's one of those two. At one point, this was a year, two years ago now. I remember just kind of sitting down with myself and being like, all right, I'm a mom and I have a business. Like I, I need to figure out what I stand for, like what my values are so that I don't just like sway to everything, you know? And I created a video because I do these random things for fun. Like (laughs) I just created this video of like, this is what I'm standing for. And I'll remind myself every now and again, I'll go watch it and be like, yes. And part of that video was like, I firmly believe that this obsession with being productive is seeding us this message that we have to prove our worth, quote unquote, to exist, that we do good enough, quote unquote, with our time that we deserve to exist and and have more time on this earth. I'm like, that's bull crap. Like, (laughs) no, thank you. I'm like, everyone who's on this earth deserves to be here and doesn't have to prove it. Like, you know, why do we have to hustle so hard? What are we trying to prove and to whom? Mm-hmm. And if you me, ask people, what are they working towards? They're working, they say, I'm working towards being able to relax. I'm working yes. for more time. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I, I connection with that too. I remember growing up, it was always this, like, when you get your work done, then you can play. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Saturday mornings. I know before they had cartoons every day, it was Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> And in my, I always remember like, you have to get your work done before you can do cartoons. So we would get up and do the laundry and do our chores so that we could then play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think a little bit of that sometimes seeds into this productivity thing. Like I'm working super hard so that I can like chill and relax and play. And I have to remember that like, when you're an entrepreneur, there is no done. <laughs> never. It's, it's never done. So you have to learn to either play through the work or tell yourself it's time to stop and just go give it to yourself anyways. Like, cause it's yeah. never going to be done. Yep. Exactly. Oh, random question here. Yes. Uh, how many kids do you have? 
Ooh, I have three. Thanks. What ages? So my youngest is six and my oldest is 10. We've got two year gap. So six, eight, 10. Oh, nice. <laughs> Emily's excited. <laughs> she's, she's going to turn 10 this year. huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in between there's six, eight, 10 and I'm older than I think, but younger than 10. <laughs> mm, right in the middle. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's that doesn't a good happen natural. Uh, that doesn't happen usually because a lot of my friends are like five-year-olds. Mm. So, Do you have anyone your age? What? You don't have anyone your age? Uh, I do, but like anyone out of like. So he also plays with her little siblings very well. Mm -hmm. And when their friends are over and then sometimes. Their friends are over a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like they have no friends, but then when they come over, I'm like, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You have friends because they're all here. Yep. Yep. So my question is to, with, with being a mom and just business and going about that, what have you found has been like your biggest resistor of accepting that easy? Cause that's going to be different for each person. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, this is kind of like a two-sided response. <laughs> so first side is money, like my money triggers. And then the second side is just with the kids, uh, like time with the kids, I would say. Yeah. So first one with the money, I, I noticed, I started becoming more and more aware that when I start to feel stress or pressure financially, I start to get very reactive. And so it's taken me years, honestly, to call like, recognize the trigger and like calm myself down and be like, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. You know, like instead of emotionally reacting to that, cause I started noticing there was a time, a period where I'd be like, it's been like two weeks and the money's not coming in and I'd start to stress. And yeah. then from that reactive state of stressing, I would then be like, okay, I need to try a different business idea. <laughs> you know, I'm like, and essentially like I came to the realization, I'm like, this is really stupid. Like I essentially have given business birth, right? Business babies to like 12 of them. And they're all babies and none of them have matured to a point where they can like keep themselves. <laughs> I'm like, this is exhausting. <laughs> and, so, and that's such a good analogy too, because then if you have the experience of raising 12 babies that never actually grow and go anywhere, then all of that co- compounded stress adds into mm-hmm. the next one. So exactly. Had three babies, <laughs> three three human babies. Yes, I know. I've got a big sense of humor, so you're amazing. <laughs> but imagine if all the businesses I tried were like babies. Would you yeah. like to carry around twelve baby dolls at the same time? I don't like dolls, so no. <laughs> I see. There you go. So, Emery, do you have any questions for her on what, like? What insights and things are you seeing from this conversation as far as kids and parents? You're a huge entrepreneur already. So what are the things that you would have to ask her? Um, well, I don't have any questions because I've been she's been doing good at letting me soak things in, but I do have a comment. Um mm. so I I think uh one of the best um uh things that you're like teaching and like just through all of this I've been acknowledging on 
how good you are at like just the fact that you're being yourself and giving your kids the confidence that they could be themselves and that they can do things because you can basically. So, I mean, I love it, <laughs> but yeah, so. yeah, that's a great, great insight because it's true. The more that we push ourselves and let ourselves create the life that we want, the more our kids see that it's possible too, huh? Definitely, because mm-hmm. I'm a kid, so I should know best. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I think, like, on that point, too, I think one thing that I, I hope I'm doing well is teaching my kids that, like, you don't always have to know. Mm-hmm. You know, in this in this world where we're in and there's so much pressure to know all this information, to me, it's kind of like, but you don't have to know. Like, that's half the fun. Yeah. It's not knowing and just exploring. Like I never, when I started, I could never say this is, this is my vision. This is my mission. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do like my five-year business plan. No, like <laughs> not a, but this space of like, you don't have to know, just start anyway. Like start with the first step. Like if the first step is, I'm curious how this works, go follow it mm-hmm. and see where it goes. And like, it doesn't always have to lead to a business. Sometimes it's like, oh, that was interesting, but I lost interest after, you know, like it's okay to be flexible and fluid and to allow your visions and what you want and who you want to be to evolve and grow as you do. I think one of the main things that gets in the way of parents, parents, holy cow, tongue tied. And the main thing that gets in the way of parents allowing their kids to do that is this idea of productivity is Mm -hmm. we crave to be more productive, to be ahead of the next generation or ahead of the kid next door. Like we're constantly Feel like this push of we've got to get ahead we've got to get ahead mm-hmm. it, that's an impossible impossible thing to ever do but also I think it's so sad because what you're describing is the best use of time it's the best way to be productive when you can just explore like that's that's not a waste of time that doesn't mean that um your kid started something and they stop something. Like I hear parents say all the time, my, my kid starts and stops so many things and they'll never just stick to something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but they're starting. Oh, they're like doing something. Yeah, they're, not starting. <laughs> uh, they're, they're doing something that is, that's awesome. And you've created that life. And I think that's one of the things too, that gets in our way a lot of the time as parents is because we had a certain upbringing and then we come to the table and we're like, we want to give our kids more when their life looks different because we've given them different, we're, we kind of, our brain freaks out a little bit and we're like, holy cow, no, 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 you should be doing this and this and this and this, this Mm -hmm. is what I had to do Mm -hmm. when really, no, you've given them something different. So they, they get to respond to their environment different. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And it's, it's, it's a concept that I didn't really get until I was exposed to French culture. Oh, really? And it was, I, I just started again, curiosity. I started learning French for fun and it honestly changed my life. It was like the thing that changed my life. Um, so because cool. it, they just, I would say like everything that is American, traditional American culture is like the opposite of French culture. <laughs> oh, give us an example. Can you think of so, it in your head? Um, so for example, uh, one of my favorite, I have a lady I love to follow, but she did a podcast episode one time about like beauty mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, it's, it's so fascinating when you talk about like beauty and the beauty industry, like in America, you think about 
you know, we see the stores and we see the mannequins and we're like, I want to be like that. Right. Like the mannequins, these plastic things become our idols. Yeah. Or these like pictures of JLo in the window shop, like whoever, right. Someone, some celebrity becomes like, I want to be like her. And if I can dress like her, maybe I can be like her. Right. Mm-hmm. And French culture is like the complete opposite. Like they don't, they will never look, look at a mannequin and be like, I want to be like that. They'll look at it and be like, that skirt is my style. Mm-hmm. It's like the other way around. And they'll like, they'll do things. You even look at the way that we do sizes in America. Like everyone just goes to find the, the company that gives the right size. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. In France, like that's not a thing. Like at least in Paris, like they'll go to the thrift store and find something that's style that they like, and they'll take it to a tailor and make it fit their body. <laughs> I love that. Like, just like, to me, that like blew my mind of like, wait a second. Like they don't try and fit their body into the standard box of the mannequin that we do uh-huh. in America. They like make the box fit them. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Oh, so cool. I love that. I so, love that. and it's, it's like everything, like they, they take the entire month of August off even as adults. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. How the heck? (laughs) Yeah. Talk about blow your brain. Like the entire month of August is summer vacation for everybody. That's so cool. So hint, hint, if you're ever traveling to, I think in Italy, they do the similar thing. So if you're ever traveling to Europe, don't go in August because everything will be closed. (laughs) (laughs) That is good to know. So we'll be closed and everyone will be out on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, like everyone just like goes on vacation. They just like, bye. Ah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. And I, it's, it's so inspiring too to learn from the different cultures around us mm-hmm. because it breaks the mold every single time you do that. And when mm-hmm. you get in this like wheelhouse of this is the way things are, and this is how it yeah. is. But then when you look at the neighbors and they're like, Oh, they're actually doing different things. I guess it doesn't have to look like this to be good. Yeah. But it's like like seeing other people do things differently and seeing like, oh, they're okay. Like they did something different and it didn't destroy them. Like, okay, maybe it's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. like, so what would you say is like the thing that gets in the way the most for you to show up the way that you want for your kids? Like what what's your biggest concern right now? with your raising kids in today's world, because things are up in the air everywhere all around us. So what, what would you say is your focus as far as helping them navigate? Um, I mean, to answer that, like, I feel like my, my biggest concern, honestly, especially living in America is the stuckness of American mindset. I'm like, the, I'm just like, like, I look at this, I'm like, wow, these people need to go get life and go to another country because <laughs> holy crap, like, <laughs> like to me, I'm like, it, again, my husband and I, we've moved a lot, like kind of like the military and, you know, people look at it like, oh, that would be so stressful. But at the same time, I'm like, yes. And we've learned and we've grown so much from doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come and we'll come to a new place and we'll find people that have like born, raised, stayed in the same city or county their entire lives. And that to me actually scares me. Yeah. <laughs> that like staying in one place and never seeing or learning anything different because I'm like, how on earth are you going to get exposed to like, yes, being exposed to different ideas sometimes feels scary, 
-hmm. But I'm also like, but how else are you going to (laughs) learn what you like and what you don't like and what you want to do and what you don't want to do, you know? And so like, to me, like that's, that's like my top priority with my kids is I want them to learn that there are other successful human beings on this planet that do things differently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they can kind of find, like, I want them to find a space for them where they can feel like their strengths are appreciated Mm -hmm. and they're not like vilified for their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. um, That's so beautiful. How do you say hi in French? Uh, There's a couple ways to say it. Um, If I was going to say hi to you, I'd probably just say salut or hey or cuckoo. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But if I was going to say, like, if I was meeting you, so actually, if I came on, if I came on the first time I came in here, and if I want to say hello in French for the first time today, I'd say bonjour. Bonjour. Just like in Beauty and the Beast. In Beauty and the Beast, yeah. <laughs> yep. Beauty and the Beast. What does this have to do with Beauty and the Beast? They, Beauty and the Beast is uh, set in a. It's supposed to be a French town. Oh, that's why they go to Paris and in the new one, anyways. In the newer one, they go to Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is the Paris of my childhood. Remember. Uh-huh. This? We haven't watched it for a bit. We need to get that 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 back out and watch it, huh? <laughs> and that was like yes <laughs> what but you'll be paying attention to when they say bonjour oh, mm-hmm. only i say it wrong <laughs> well to be honest with you the way the accents say it in the song kind of irritate me a little bit yeah <laughs> I, they say it. Say it, I was like i bet it does <laughs> yeah it's like mm, like I, mean, I can't even imitate it but they say it wonky and it bugs me uh-huh but anyways well. Anyways, it's been so good to have you here. And I want to make sure that people can find you that are needing your help and wanting to learn more about freelancing and how you got started and what what your journey has been, but also your help. So what is the best place? Where is the best place for them to find you? So best place is probably my website, freelancesecrets.us. I'm honestly not on social media that much. So <laughs> yeah. And you could try it, but it probably won't be there very much. So yeah, <laughs> freelancesecrets.us. Um, I did, we talked about, I have a book there if you wanted to look at freelancing and getting started that way. Um, and you can get that free with, I believe I use the code successful parents. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, perfect. And we'll be sure to put that in the comments as well, or the down below. The description thing down there. So look at the show notes. There we go. Look at the show notes. And the link will be there. And then use the code successful parents and you'll get a free copy. So that'll be awesome. Thank you so much. And um again, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Emery, for being an amazing co-host. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.